It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, first Sunday of each month, we like to celebrate what God's been doing with our podcast around the world. So uh, in the month of January, uh, we had some new countries join our list. Here's uh, three of note. Honduras. Anyone from Honduras? Anyone been to Honduras? Anyone like to go to Honduras one day? There we go. I'm with you, Ange. I'll come along. I'll carry your bags. Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yes. And this one, Uganda. And to all the white people, Africa is not a country. It's made up of countries. Let me just make that clear. So hey, we welcome our podcast people from around the world. Give us a rating on your podcast app. And uh, hey, if you didn't know we have a podcast, just on your favorite podcatcher, search Elevate Church Perth and we'll be there. So there you go. Hey, we started this year with kind of like an implicit declaration that we said, 2022, we're coming for you. That, that this year, we're gonna actually lead off the front foot. That's not gonna be a, a year of just survival, just kind of, oh, I just hope I make it to December 31. But actually, let's individually and corporately, let's take new ground. Let's see God's kingdom built. Let's see us grow in capacity and, and see God do more in us and see God do more through us. And we launched a series called Warrior. And this was all about fighting, fighting battles, fighting to take new ground, um, from the life and lessons uh, from a guy named Joshua. And so you can catch up on our podcast with that one. And I've just been kind of, you know, asking God, like, what do you want us to teach next? You know, we we don't want to waste people's time. We want to be very intentional and really go on a collective journey. Um, And and I just have felt God want us to kind of keep leaning into this idea of of moving forward. So uh, we wouldn't try to jazz the the theme up too much. We just simply called it advance, which kind of says what you think it means. Um, But really what we're we're trying to do is over the next few weeks, just add a few more pieces into our arsenal of, of what we can access to see us move forward further, faster. So... That's what we're launching today. Now, question right off the back gate. Who likes board games? Who likes to play board games? Any board game aficionados here? Love it. Me too. I grew up with the classics. Monopoly, uh, Scrabble, and Trio Pursuit. I mean, they're the classics. In fact, they're not just the classics. They're the tier one classics. They're the ones like, yeah, we all know those games. Well, then there's some tier two classics. One example of a tier two classic is the game of life. Does anybody, is anybody familiar with the game of life? Anyone played it? Anyone own a copy of the game of life? Okay, no, there's a few. Yeah, all right. Now, I'm not putting you down like, well, you're just tier two scum. I'm just saying that there's less people that are familiar with this game. So let me catch you up. This board game, the game of life, the kind of the premise of it is you, you, you move through a, a particular pathway on the board through the game and uh, each time it's your turn, you, you do a little flick of the spinner and your next move kind of, it's like a mystery. What's gonna happen next as you move through the game of life? Are you gonna get married? Ooh. Are you going to have twins? Ooh. Uh, are you going to go to university? Mm. And, and you keep playing the game and you accumulate some tiles and they're worth money and so on and so forth. 
at the end of the game of life, the winner is the one who can cash in their tiles with the goal of having enough money to be able to retire in millionaire estates. That, according to the game manufacturers, is the game of life. And here's the funny thing about that. I don't think it's much different from how a lot of people live the actual game of life. Like, you know, my biggest goal is to move through life and, and retire in a millionaire estate. Like, and God's not opposed to that. It's like, hey, if you wanna, when you retire, if, if you retire in a home that you like, great, how fantastic. But here's the thing, if that's like the biggest goal, if that's like your exclusive goal, then I would put it to you that, 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 that it's not a big enough goal, that there's much more that, that God would want for you to actually be moving in and moving towards in your life. For example, that you would get to a point in your life, and I'm just gonna use retirement based on this game here as an example, that you would get to that place in your life surrounded with family and friends who love you. It can be in your millionaire estate that you would move through the game of life and you would get to a place where you've accumulated a list of people that you have positively impacted because of your intentional investment in their lives. Um, that you would get through the game of life having made a significant, consistent contribution to God's kingdom. And here's one, you would get through the game of life with more gratitude and fewer regrets. And that's actually possible. And I wanna kind of lean into that this morning and talk about the importance of wisdom as one of the key tools, one of the key ingredients that we can and need to access if we're gonna get to where God wants us to be in the real game of life. So let me define terms when I say wisdom. Because actually one thing that can be a little bit confusing is that uh, often people use the word knowledge and wisdom interchangeably. And whilst there's overlap between those two words, they're not actually the same. Now, knowledge is about, you know, sort of accumulation of facts and, and truths and principles, and, and that's over here. Uh, wisdom is more about knowing how and when to apply certain truths and certain principles. It, it involves a level of discernment. And here's, here's an important distinction. You can have a lot of knowledge and yet lack wisdom. And, and some of you are nodding right now because you know someone that that's true for them. That they know a lot of stuff, but they make pretty consistently dumb decisions with their life because knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. And you can have a lot of knowledge, but still lack wisdom. See, wisdom is the, is the appropriate apl application of the knowledge. You know, knowledge is seeing that the traffic light has turned red. Wisdom recommends you pump the brakes. Knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is saying, don't put it in the fruit salad. So over these next, over these next 20-ish minutes, I wanna lean into a book from the Bible that is exclusively dedicated to wisdom, okay? 
It's written by a guy named Solomon. And well, it's not so much a book. It's kind of like an accumulation of his wise sayings and observations. In fact, God had given him a supernatural gift of wisdom. And he's often referred to as the, most, as the wisest person who ever lived. Um, and so this is like, a, it's like an accumulation of his sayings and, and his observations and the principles all around this topic of wisdom. So I want to just walk us through some of that today and why it matters. If you've got your Bible or your Bible app, you can pop that open to Proverbs chapter four. And I'm gonna uh, drop us into the New Living Translation. But here's a question, we, rhetorical-ish question. It's early in... 2022, and I'm gonna uh, presume some of you have made some goals for this year, whether you wanna call them goals or resolutions or plans, or you made some goals. And I wonder if this is on your list of goals for 2022. This is actually what Solomon recommends to us. Above all and before all, do this, get wisdom. Write this at the top of your list, get understanding. So, so Solomon's saying that the thing that's gonna cause you, the number one thing that's gonna cause you to advance in 2022 is wisdom. And I get it. Some of you are like, no, mate, listen, Solomon, no. The thing that's gonna help me go further faster in 2022 isn't more wisdom, it's more money. Yeah, so that's at the top of my list, more money. Well, here's the thing. If you get more money this year, but lack wisdom, then that money is gonna come in one hand and it's gonna go straight out the other, just like it did last time and the time before that. And so this is why Solomon's saying the number one thing that we need to get is wisdom. And then to take that wisdom and apply it to our finances, to our marriage, to our parenting, to our health, to our relationships, to how we follow Jesus. Apply wisdom to all of those things and increase our chances of experiencing better in our lives. And here's why wisdom matters. And, and, and I'm gonna read like right now, I'm gonna impress you and then I'm gonna read something. Uh, one of the verses that Solomon wrote, uh, Louisa and I, we many years ago made it one of our life verses, one of the things that we use as a bit of a, a true north for us in our life. And I learnt it and therefore play it over in my head in the New International Version. So I'm gonna impress you uh, by just telling you. But it's like, imagine if I said, this is one of my life verses and then I couldn't remember what it was. I'd be like, really? It's that important to you? You don't even know? So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Now I'm gonna show you in a slightly different version, but it's the same, it's the same uh, verse, it's the same principle. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. See God's will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. This is why wisdom matters because have you ever asked yourself the question that Solomon ends with? Uh, what's the right path to take here? Uh, which path should I take here? Because we, we come across forks in the road all the time. I'm not talking about red undies, purple undies, just put undies on, all right? But I'm talking about some of the more significant, some of the more consequential things in your life. We still bump up against them very, very regularly. And I refer to them as hinge moments. Because we stand and we think, well, I, there's definitely more than one option here. And I'm not sure which path 
to take. Well, Solomon's saying that this has to be a life principle, a life pursuit. Get wisdom, make it the number one thing, and God will show you which paths take. He'll make your paths straight. Uh, now, this word, lean not on your understanding, or don't lean, or this one, don't depend, it, the visual that Solomon is referencing is, is essentially what you've done with the chair that you're sitting on this morning. You walked in and you put all of your faith in that chair, well, in the manufacturers, technically. That when you sat on it, that you were gonna stay about where the manufacturers had intended you'd stay. He's saying, do that, but don't put your faith in your own understanding. Don't just lean, sit comfortably in your own understanding. He said, instead, take that same faith and put it in God. Lean into Him, lean into His wisdom. And, 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 there's, a, and there's something that comes out of that that He will show you which path to take. I came across this tweet uh, this week. Some guy put this out there, brilliant. I uh, tried to text, I'm on my way, but I said, I'm in my way, and I think I just had a therapy breakthrough. <laughs> right here, some of you have just identified your lid in 2022, that you are in your way, that you have been leaning on your own understanding, and it's only got you to the point where your understanding can get you to. But God is saying, I've got more for you, and I've got more wisdom for you that's gonna help you get there. But don't lean only on your own understanding. Solomon said there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. In other words, don't choose that course of action, and that's your own understanding will be more likely to lead you there, whereas God is gonna be wanting to and offering the sort of wisdom that's gonna hopefully prevent us from going down that path and take the better path. In fact, the word idiot comes from the Greek word idios, which simply means one's own. That you're an idiot if you only ever listen to your own wisdom, you're an idiot. In fact, in competitive sports, there's a phrase, the athlete who coaches themselves is coached by a fool. Even Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Even Roger Federer has a tennis coach. There's always more and God's always offering more and putting more out there. So Solomon's just going, he bangs on about wisdom. He uses a couple of metaphors. He uses a few, but let me give you a couple. One metaphor that Solomon says that, that wisdom plays the role of is, the, is that of a parent. You know, the, the parent that junior keeps putting their finger in the electricity socket, thinking it's fun. <laughs> and the parent says, junior, get your finger out of the socket and thinks, you idiot, but doesn't say that. But Junior's like, what? This is fun. This, this, I mean, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? And you're like, listen, Junior, whether you believe it or not, I've got more wisdom than you and I'm screaming at you right now. Stop putting your finger in the light socket. It will not end well for you. That's one thing that wisdom does. It, it, it says, listen, I've got something better. Solomon uses Another metaphor of a woman standing on the side of a street yelling out to people, 
wise things, trying to get their attention, but everyone is too busy. And so everyone, instead of stopping and listening to what he calls lady wisdom, they just keep going with their lives, looking at their phone screens and, and missing out on the wisdom that God given them. He's writing this stuff thousands of years ago before Instagram even existed and we were doom scrolling to pass the time at the bus stop. He, he's saying people were ignoring wisdom back then when they had less choices and less noise. Folks, you know this. We have never ever lived in an age where we have had more inbound information where we have been exposed to more. It's never happened ever in the history of humanity. And, and so it's even more important than ever to be able to sift and sort through the inbound information to try and figure out which stuff is the stuff worth listening to. Because not all information <laughs> that comes inbound is of equal value. That's true, I'm talking obviously, you know, yes, about news sources and so on and so forth, but I'm also talking about people. Not everyone in your life, not everyone, you, you, you I was about to say the S-H word, should. Uh, my recommendation <laughs> is don't give everyone's opinion equal weight. I mean, everyone will want to weigh in and think that you should listen to them, but not everyone, I recommend <laughs> that you don't give everyone equal weight. And here's my pro tip of the people to dial up and consequently the people to dial down. I recommend dialing up, well, I say it this way, follow the fruit. You know, follow the fruit loops, follow the fruit. F pay more attention to the people in your lives whose lives are producing the sort of fruit that you know God wants for you. Look for people in your, if you want your marriage to be more fruitful, then intentionally look for and ask questions of people who have, a thriving marriage because they probably know some things because it probably wasn't a fluke that they have a thriving marriage. Uh, if you want to produce better fruit with your finances, then find some people in your sphere who are producing healthy fruit with their finances and ask them questions. If you want to have uh, fruitful health, then look for people in your sphere who are enjoying fruitful health and ask them questions, follow the fruit. Because you and I, we don't know everything. Solomon called us out if we think we do. He said, listen, first pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. And he's not referring to pride as in when Junior, you know, kicks a goal at the, the footy, you know, go, oh, can't show pride, Solomon said I shouldn't. No, no, he's not talking about that pride. He's talking about the pride that you, you, you either think you know it all or you want to put on a veneer to show the world that you know it all. 
because you don't want people to think that you're an idiot, that, that, you, that you're not smart. So don't be that guy, but also don't place these sorts of people at the top of the list of people you listen to either. Look for people who have a high question to statement ratio. Wise people have a high question to statement ratio. In, in fact, here's one of those paradoxes. It's wise to have a high question to statement ratio. And wise people have a high question to statement ratio. But because they have a high question to statement ratio, they learn more and then become even more wise. It's like the rich get richer, the wise get wiser because they already know they don't know it all and they look for people who are further along than them and they look to tap them for more wisdom. Now, one caveat that I need to insert in here, because this, some of this stuff sounds a little bit too good to be true. I get it. Uh, it's important for me to make sure we understand proverbs are not promises, okay? Because if we approach all of Solomon's proverbs as if they're promises, then when, when on you know, one or more occasions they don't work out, the chances are we're gonna get discouraged and just throw the whole thing out. You know, we, we, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll make your path straight or He'll show you which path to take. And then you think you use the best wisdom and the best discernment and you take the path that you think God's called you to take and, and, it, didn't, and d- it doesn't work out for you. And you're like, well, listen, God, you promised. And He's like, no, no, I didn't. I just like, in fact, Proverbs are not promises. Proverbs are principles. And they will not, by the way, I mean, I might be about to get fired in about 23 seconds for saying what I'm about to say. Um, These Proverbs, they will not work every single time. What they are designed to do is to work over the long arc of time. They're principles that we apply and they work most of the time. And because they work most of the time, they will take us in the better trajectory that God wants for us. But that doesn't mean that we're gonna be stumble-free, attack-free, mistake-free, regret-free, bad decision-free. It just means over the long arc of time, wisdom will take us in a better direction. So, Let me put on Captain Practical Hat. Here's three very simple ways that you and I can get more wisdom. The first one is this, ask God. And this is something that Jesus' half-brother James wrote, okay? Which, by the way, if you think, oh man, how cool it would have been to be Jesus' half-brother. No, not really. Because you grew up with Mary always telling you, why can't you be more like your brother? So anyway, you you can think about that. James has said, if any of you need wisdom, so this is like situational and it's also over the long arc arc of time. If you need wisdom, your starting point, you should ask God and it will be given to you. This is the important, like I almost think that this last bit of that sentence, the first sentence, I almost think that that's the most important thing that James wrote for some of you because some of you, 
maybe haven't gone to God to ask wisdom because you've thought or you've presumed or you've maybe even been taught, if any of you need wisdom, you should ask God and He's gonna say, you're an idiot. Like, really, you don't know that already? Come on now, I, I raised you better than that. And James makes the point, no, God doesn't call us out. In fact, he does the exact opposite. He says, good on you. You, you recognize that you don't know it all and you wanna grow and you've come to the fountain of wisdom, me, God Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega, and I will give it to you. God is generous and won't correct you for asking. And then it's like, I don't know, I'll call it the second thing, but it's almost like sub point of this one because God's already written out through inspiring Solomon, a whole book of Proverbs. So, so we can be situational and ask God for wisdom and we can become students of these Proverbs. Read them and reread them and reread them and reread. We can read them on mass. We can slice and dice them. Um, there's actually the way with uh, the, the Bible people uh, have done it. There's actually 31 chapters of Proverbs. So I know it's February. There's not 31 days, but let's just kind of think along those lines. You might want to starting tomorrow, uh, just give yourself a one month goal of reading one of the books of Proverbs each day for 31 days and just see what God does and, and you'll be like, yeah, I knew that already. But then the other stuff you'll be like, oh, wow, okay, I did not know that. Um, and then this one I've riffed on a little bit, but it's worth coming back to is seek out wise people and ask them questions. And one of the things about wise people, in my experience, when you do ask them questions, not only will they not, for the most part, think you're an idiot, they'll actually be very generous. This is my experience, be very generous because they recognize and honor the fact that you've been humble and sought them out and you see something in them that you wanna actually tap into. And uh, that's been my experience. It's not like, uh, Nick off kid. Um, and, and so develop this ability to follow the fruit, seek out those people and, and cultivate a high question to statement ratio and just see more wisdom flowing in to your life. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.